Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, March 24th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Wrecked FM presents the Wrecked Gang AMA with Jump DeFi. Let's take a listen. What's going on, everyone? Happy Friday. Hey, how you doing? Happy Friday. <laughs> I like to let the, the music run because I, I enjoy that little tune they have. Once you start speaking, it stops. So now I think we'll have to continue chatting. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah, I, um, I, I, were you playing music? I couldn't hear anything. Oh, well, then I guess it was only for me. <laughs> it was like this Twitter spaces tune that starts off. But if you didn't even hear it, then uh, there's, there's uh, no loss there. Yeah, no, I, I, know, I know the tune. It's, it's pretty nice. I, I'm a big fan of it in the in the intro, but um, yeah, I think Twitter Spaces has just been having a ton of issues lately um, for connectivity, just for the public being able to see what spaces are going on, and and I'm sure this is probably um, another issue on the the long list of of them. Yeah, recently I've had a lot of people, you know, that want to join in, want to be asking questions, but they're on Android phone. I don't know if you noticed that as well. It seems like it has a, an allergic reaction to Android phones. It's okay. I'm on an iPhone. It's all good, but uh, sorry to Android users. That could be it. We've had um, a few, because we, we run a Twitter spaces for the near ecosystem called near and night Monday through Thursday. and we've noticed that a few of our guests have not been able to connect and haven't confirmed if they have an, an Android phone or not, but that could have been, that could certainly be one of the issues. Um, someone yesterday was able to update their app and then everything was working. Okay. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully oh, that, that's very out. interesting because somebody came up and said they downgraded their Android phone to a previous version, or I think it was the two previous versions, and then that worked for them and they were able to come up. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad that we're uh, it's working for us, and hopefully the rest of the audience is able to hear everything loud and clear. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. I'm super excited to get to know the Rec community, and, and hopefully some of the the jumpers can can get to know as well and you can get to know us as well yeah sounds really fun so i just shared the spaces on twitter as well as in our discord so we should get started in about one minute you know people will trickle in slowly uh it, it's always like that kind of starts off and then in the middle they all join in so just be bear with us for one more minute and we'll get started yeah no that sounds great how did you uh how did you guys feel about the the Binance shutdown this morning? That was a little bit eventful. Yeah, uh 
what a roller coaster of emotions this crypto space, eh? Um, I, I don't know how I felt about that. I took off all my money from centralized exchanges. So, you know, uh, for my bags, it's fine. But for everybody else's bags, like Binance was the staple or is still the staple of crypto exchanges. I feel like it's the one that I trust the most uh, just because it has CZ behind it. And I think he owns a pretty massive amount of coins himself. Uh, but the fact that, I, I don't know, maybe it was a technical issue. You know, I, I don't know. What did you feel about it? How did you feel about it? Well, it was certainly, um, it was certainly something to trade off of. So we, um, in the Jump DeFi server, we were, we were posting some trades just based on the, the reactions to that news. Um, as far as the, the actual impact, I think I'm, I trust Binance to, you know, a, a pretty high degree. So if they say it's, it was just a, a bug in, in regards to trailing stops, I will take them for their word. I'm not going to look into it much further than that, but it obviously, you know, caused a little bit of fear and that was a tradable moment. Yeah, lots of uh, volatility recently, yesterday as well. Uh, very exciting times if you're a trader. Um, I got liquidated shorting Arbitrum, also enjoyable. I'm not a pro trader, so definitely I'm like the exit liquidity. NFTs, I know. Uh, I've been trying to trade crypto and it's just been a, a total disaster. Anyways, let's get on with the spaces. Um, Thank you so much, everybody, for joining in this uh, AMA with Jump DeFi, who are on Near Protocol. Uh, they've been super nice with the Rec Gang. I do also want to shout out uh, Escobar. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly for setting it all up and uh, kind of welcoming us into the Jump DeFi uh, <laughs> land. So, yeah, I'm Rec Zerker, co-founder of Rec Gang. And who's behind the Jump DeFi account? Yeah, this is a uh, Dealer DeFi, um, co-founder of Jump DeFi, and I, my Twitter account is also in in the stage. But yeah, I'm here from the Jump DeFi account. Nice, nice. It's good we have the co-founder today as well. Super lucky. Uh, thank you for making the time. And usually, how we run these spaces is. Uh, so at Rec Gang, we're a kind of an educational one-stop shop, and we love to learn about new NFT projects as well as new DeFi protocols. And you guys are kind of on our radar being, being a, you know, kind of a new protocol that's going to be, I think, uh, very successful. So my first question always starts off with, why did you guys decide to launch Jump DeFi? What was kind of the inspiration? around creating it yeah so that's a, that's a really good question um the inspiration for creating jump DeFi was sort of an amalgamation of years of being an active DeFi participant um seeing what works really well and looking at the near protocol ecosystem and seeing that not a lot of that or any of it existed yet in a in a quality or manner that we believed could facilitate true adoption. So what I what that really means is the near ecosystem is very young. 
And this goes for other nascent blockchain ecosystems as well, which is our plan down the road to continue to expand. But what we wanted to do is bring the DeFi applications that are needed for an ecosystem to thrive and grow all together on one platform so that users and developers can come and actually start their DeFi journey and excel in their DeFi journey. Whereas before, the applications were sort of just spread apart, um, spread around, not really a lot of connectivity between them. And it just wasn't growing yet. And so we're sort of the the next generation of bringing true composability together, but also powering that with a strong community-first ethos. And that's something that is very unique to us and something that I think is really what is propelling us very far in the near ecosystem. Oh, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Sorry for cutting you off because there, there's so much that you mentioned uh, that I, I want to, you know, learn more about. So, so you mentioned you were kind of like in the DeFi space and you decided to kind of launch a project on, on near protocol. So I guess, um, could you maybe talk to me about who the team behind Jump DeFi is? So there's yourself who... You have experience uh, in DeFi, and and who else is kind of involved in this journey with you? Yeah, so we have Brandon. Oh, juice. We have Brandon, who's the other co-founder. Um, we had a development team for our Phase One development that has sort of started to transition into a new team now that we have the Day One development complete, and we're we're scaling into the Phase Two development. But our, our senior developer is Eric, who has done incredible work in the ecosystem. Um, we have Noah, who's our head of HR and hiring. And then we have Escobar, who's our head of community, um, and 16 other team members that are engineers, community managers, moderators, et cetera. So very stout team. Yeah, you guys have a pretty, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, stacked is a good word. Um, a pretty big team as well for for this market. I think it's uh, it's good that you guys are still being able to operate. So I'm wondering, did you guys raise funds before that to kind of launch your product and uh, have some sort of backing in terms of uh, all your infrastructure and and all the costs associated with developing such a big protocol on top of the team, right? Yeah, yeah. So we've raised a pre-seed round and we're gearing up for our our seed raise right now. Of course, last year was relatively difficult um, in the fundraising conditions, but we were able to have our successful pre-seed raise, which did enable us to complete that, that phase one development. And of course, a lot of our team members are working with compensation with Jump Token. And so they are in belief that we can succeed together and that's been very powerful in our ability to continue to scale and operate um throughout some pretty gnarly conditions together yeah definitely i know like it's it's not the best or the most ideal conditions to 
to be building. At the same time, they are the best conditions because you can kind of build quietly and nobody bothers you with anything. And it's, there's not that much noise, right? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I would counter and say it's an excellent time to, to build. And the people that continued to grow throughout the, the, the hard times I, are the ones that come out on the other side with great products that are here for the right reasons. So in my opinion, it, it is a great time to build, but it is more difficult in a lot of ways as well. Yeah, totally. And, and once, you know, the money flow returns, hopefully again, you'll be ready there. You're, you would have built out from my understanding, what you're trying to build is maybe a one-stop shop for DeFi. Would that be kind of like an accurate description <laughs> in, in, four words yeah yeah that's a that's a very good um one sentence explanation and it's really a a platform for users and developers so we have um no code apps that enable developers or any any builder to get their start with a token economy um with just a few clicks so if you look at ethereum or erc blockchains um you'll notice that open zeppelin enables anyone to launch their own token very easily it's an it's an incredibly smooth and seamless process but that didn't exist on your protocol so if you wanted to simply just create your own token you needed to go through a relatively lengthy process that does require developer knowledge and so Let's say you're a creator that you want to have a, a token for your NFT project, but you're not um, a technical founder. Well, you would need to probably spend up to $3,000 for the costs to find the developer and then also the auditing costs as well. So that's an example of one of the developer applications that we've built that now it just costs upwards of 30 bucks to launch a token on near. And and those costs, the that thirty dollars is just the storage fee attached to creating the contract on chain. So providing infrastructure like that, so builders can come get their start in DeFi and and actually be able to take advantage of Web three on near is a really big part of Jump DeFi. And then we also have all of the applications needed for users to thrive as well. So, yeah, I, I saw this on your website, right? You have this, I think you call it a jump token factory. Um, and I'm wondering, so, so this is a service you offer for non-technical founders such as myself. <laughs> and and what, go, what on top could they add? I see you guys have a staking. Is that something that you guys are planning to implement? I'm, you know, coming from the NFT space and, I see it as an unmet need uh, in terms of like different tools I can have that are easy to use. I would love to have some sort of staking platform for my token. Um, is that a service you offer? Or maybe just kind of talk to talk me through uh, all the different offerings at, at Jump DeFi. Yeah, so we can think of things as phase one and phase two development. Um, phase one development went live on mainnet in January. And that was the Jump Pad, so our token launch pad, the Jump NFT staking platform, which I think you were just referring to. And that has actually been our main application for that's driving user growth. So we've actually been able to 
obtained some really great um, user analytics from just the the applications that we have have live now. And then the third one is the Drum Token Laboratory. But we've been really blown away by thousands of users accessing the the Jump NFT staking platform so that they can earn Jump token and also the native token of the whitelisted project um, through the Jump NFT staking as a service. And we are very deeply ingrained within the near NFT space, but also for NFT staking specifically, we see that as a very strong use case for NFT technology in DeFi, and it goes beyond just distributing a token to your community. We actually see it as a really great way to vest tokens to users. So that's um, something that we're excited to provide from the infrastructure side that, of course, users and development teams can take advantage of. Yeah, or else they dump their four grand of Arbitrum or Blur airdrop instantly right <laughs> vesting i think it's a very uh very kind of a smart thing to do for anybody that wants to distribute a token but but it seems like these airdrops they're a lump sum uh that's fine too you know yeah and and actually <laughs> that's you, you brought up a good example and and i'll i'll say um i sold my arbitrum airdrop yesterday because i'm a u.s citizen and the value of the airdrop, when you claim it, that's your um, ordinary income. So that's that's your tax burden. It's not like a, a traditional token sale when you, you buy a token and then you're taxed either on short-term or long-term capital gains. When you sell, you're actually taxed as ordinary income for the receipt value. So that's really dangerous when you think about airdrops because they're so volatile, right? Your airdrop could go up 5x, the next day it could go down 50%. More, more than likely, it'll go down 50%. And so I was able to sell at a, you know, a good price, but it was a price that if I w didn't sell, that tax burden um, would really impact me. So I did have to sell. And that's actually one of the strong reasons why we are really pushing, utilizing NFTs to distribute like an like an airdrop for example um because it actually sort of skirts the those requirements and and, and the impacts that the irs has assigned to um traditional the traditional airdrop model and so this is what we're doing for jump DeFi. we're also doing this for neko which is our sister project and we can maybe dive into neko a bit down the road if we have time but what what that looks like is users are airdropped an NFT that is then staked to earn the air token airdrop allocation over time. And the value of that NFT is effectively zero, which is what is airdropped. And then you are staking that NFT to earn the token allocation over, let's say, a three-month period. Well, now those tokens are just fall under staking, not under an airdrop. And the guidelines for staking are much kinder it's it's just your tax when you sell but also there's a ton of other auxiliary benefits like you are distributing that token allocation over a period of time so it's much less inflationary it's done through an nft vehicle so you can have your royalties attached to it for the team and you're also able to in in most cases for for an nft collection 
there's so many extrinsic elements too. that community attachment that you get from an NFT collection is so strong. And so all of those benefits really meld together into something that we think is a really incredible use case for NFTs. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with what you said. Uh, one, I think you mentioned this, it's kind of like a clever workaround, but on top of it, it's a great way of getting the retention, the user retention, which can be sometimes very difficult, but you get that stickiness with uh, an NFT that has tokens that will be kind of vested over a gradual period of time. I feel like people are going to stick around <laughs> a little more than, for instance, what you just mentioned, right? Like the Arbitrum, you got it, you dumped it, done. Uh, I, I think, I don't know who delegated their airdrop, maybe maybe a few people that love the ecosystem, but I think everybody delegated to themselves and kind of sold maybe a small portion and are letting the rest ride to see where, where it goes because it was free. But anyways. Yeah. 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 And, and I guess to reiterate, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Arbitrum ecosystem. It's, it was uh, some selling oh, out, yeah, of, out of necessity, amazing, right? right? I mean, yeah. If I'm going to get taxed ten thousand dollars, I, I need to um, make sure I'm protected. It's it's a uh, it was out of it's out of need, not out of um, necessarily wanting to. So I think that does reflect an issue that the IRS um, has given users that, that turns the these airdrops into almost like a predatory um, environment for for recipients. Yeah, I, I don't know if you remember the Blur airdrop. It, it had that specific question when you claimed it, are you a U.S. resident? And you had to click on that. Anyways, moving along. Um, very cool that you guys are offering all these services to the near community. And and um, I guess on top of that, you are a, a swap platform, right? Like you, you are a DEX uh, as well exactly exactly so yeah so we just sort of touched on the phase one development and now we can dive into phase two development which is primarily the trading side of the platform so we are effectively ready to launch our first phase of the the jump trading interface um we're at a point now where it's just the minor ui ux upgrades that we're, we're working through um but the the jump decks is three-pronged the main component of the of the platform and this is really the keystone offering is our the automated market maker so it's your liquidity pools yield farms but what we're really excited to provide is the auto router which connects the liquidity within the entire near and aurora ecosystems together um, all through the jump decks and then we're also partnered with orderly network which is a very very strong DeFi project that is building on near probably one of the most highly valued as far as their um startup and and what they're delivering but they're providing a liquidity backbone for the near ecosystem that could be Compared to Project Serum on Solana, if you're aware of what that is, but they're working with um, the top market makers in crypto and providing order book infrastructure that can really enable near DeFi to scale. And so we're going to, we, we already are essentially getting access now to very, very deep liquidity. And we're able to 
leverage that liquidity through our AMM. So even though it is order book style liquidity, we're connected to that through our decentralized exchange. And so a user will encounter just a very simple swap interface like you would on Uniswap, on Orca, and, and in a lot of other exchanges. But in the background, what we're doing is we're aggregating all of the near native liquidity. We're, a, we're aggregating the, the main order book liquidity as well. And whatever is going to give the user the best price on their trades, that's what we'll execute for the user. And, and that's all done in the background. So we're very excited about that. And then, as I said, it's a three-pronged platform from the trading side. We're also building out Spot and Perpetual's order book trading, which again is linked to the orderly network liquidity backbone. And that's, that's the, the mainstay for the platform on the near side. Um, there are a few other things that we're doing with the Jump Dex AMM that are really exciting and pretty unique. Um, one of which is our invisible swaps, which we can we can talk. I don't know if there's anything you wanted to dive into about the. Trade. Oh yeah, there's a lot to unpack here as well, because because initially you mentioned you know AMM style, and then I uh, I kind of got a little unexcited, and then you you talk about how you have like this order book in the backbone. Um, and it's pooling all the liquidity from near protocol. I think that's such a clever approach once again, because that's always the issue with order book style, you know, DEXs is the fact that uh, <laughs> you got to get that, that money from somewhere. And uh, AMMs as well are, are pretty inefficient. Um, but you guys kind of solved it. Uh, using this this novel approach, I, it's the first time I hear about this kind of way of working. I, I don't know. Are you guys kind of innovating in the space by by uh, having such a structure? So there are certainly um, aggregators out there. Like the concept of aggregating liquidity is not new, but the ability to utilize order book infrastructure in a way that users simply feel like they're just accessing a, a simple swap interface, but all of this is being done on the background is relatively novel. And there's a lot of, there's some complications involved with that, right? Because we are effectively executing an order book trade for users, um, either a, a limit order or a market order. And we're, that's all being done on, on the backside, only if it's a better price than what exists throughout the other liquidity resources on here. So the, the auto router that we're building is definitely proprietary for the near ecosystem and it will rival you know, the best auto the best aggregators that exist on EVMs as well. But but the concept of aggregation is certainly not not new to us. Yeah, what with, with the order book style that that's kind of what uh I meant earlier. I think that anyways, it's novel to me, so <laughs> uh I think it's a really neat idea. And uh, you mentioned that you will on top add perps, right? Whenever that's ready. So you'll have it all basically in terms of DeFi offerings. And uh, I think yep. the one-stop shop sentence really worked here. Yeah. And the one-stop platform, that is certainly um, a sentence that is used a lot by a lot of different um, projects. But I think we really are able to say that 
in a meaningful manner. We we do have effectively everything that a user would would want to come to DeFi for at when the when the project's at its um, sort of final state, and and similar for developers as well. And the main thing, I think for any successful tech startup is can you do this thing and make it easy can we eliminate as many clicks as possible from the experience and that's that's what we're trying to solve where there's a lot of great things that have already been created in decentralized finance but the way in which it's accessed has not been effective for onboarding new users and i think something that we're able to really do well with is the fact that we have such a strong community backbone that has been able to to push us forward and and enable us to really amplify our message to the ecosystem and beyond and that's something with with neko our sister project which has a really strong content creation component where we're focused in on bringing this technology to as many new users as possible um for the beta we were actually yeah well you know you started off by saying are you concerned about what happened with binance stopping trading and binance is really your competition that that's how i see it like for all the decentralized finance protocols we have you have perps, you have an order book style DEX, you know, there's liquidity there. People should be holding the coins in their wallet and trading on Jump DeFi or another DEX, you know. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's really the competition is Binance or decentralized exchanges. Um, and we're seeing all the flaws and all the shit show that happens on centralized exchanges. So I, I think you're in the right kind of spot now uh and building the right product just kind of like a i guess a sidebar on on how you you kind of, we started it off this convo and bring it back to what you guys are building yeah i mean i'd i'd say that's relatively true there's certainly um things that centralized exchanges can do that decentralized infrastructure can't really support as much and 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 the same goes for decentralized infrastructure versus centralized and our mission is to make that accessibility to these decentralized applications as easy as possible. And um, with account abstraction on near, there becomes ways where we can actually do that very effectively. Um, another thing that we are really working to do is make sure that we're expanding and providing our services as far and wide as possible. So we can reach as wide an audience as possible. Um, before we dive into some of that, I guess I just wanted to end on one of my favorite parts of what we're doing with the the jump decks, and that is our invisible swaps. So, a lot of uh, the the trading component of decentralized finance is not new, right? We we know that, but invisible swaps are are pretty unique. And an example of that is it effectively routes a third party token swap in a manner that is entirely invisible to the user. So we have a few applications for this, or a few use cases already created, um, one of which would be for an in-game marketplace. So I'm not sure if you've ever played DeFi Kingdoms, but 
you earn your in-game items. Got wrecked on DeFi Kingdoms. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> um, but there's the in-game marketplace, and that was powered by an automated market maker. And so we're able to use the jump decks to power in-game marketplaces for some really great um, projects in the near ecosystem and, and beyond. Um, and they will use the jump decks so to power all of their their in-game digital asset swaps. Another example would be our partners at um, El Cafe Cartel, where they have their own coffee brand, a physical coffee brand that is actually um, starting to scale quite well. They just announced a a contract with, I believe it's Los Cabos Grill in in California. So. They have real customers, and and it's it's amazing coffee. I can I can vouch for that. I've already finished my bag, but users are able to purchase the coffee with the cafe token, and then the Jump Dex powers that swap from coffee token into stable coins to fund the actual costs associated with the coffee. So there's the the cost to to buy from the vendor, and then there's the cost to distribute to the purchaser. Um, so we're able to to do that, and that that applies to any type of merchandise that any merch store that a, a an NFT project has. If they have their own native token, we can enable the exchange of the token into stable coins, so that the teams can actually allow their users, their community, to to use that token to purchase those items, but then also cover the cost basis as well. And then uh, that's very cool. Yeah, that, that's very useful, again, for NFT communities, I think. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of use cases that come, come out of that. I, I guess before we move on, and I should have asked this earlier, um, you alluded to kind of wanting to expand. And uh, I'm wondering, you know, you guys pick Mir, right? Uh, Mir is still a, a very growing ecosystem. And had a really good moment, I think, uh, was it a year ago? Um, you know, there, there was a lot of people, a lot of activity. I, I still think the tech is very robust, but it, it can be difficult to onboard people to a new ecosystem versus an established one. Um, obviously, you, you know this, right? So two-part question, why did you guys uh, pick near? And and for a project that's not on near like ourselves, is there a way that we can benefit from all this tech you guys have built out? Yeah, those those are both great questions, and I want to give an example of something that I, I noticed this weekend actually when um, I was buying a new phone. So I've been I was originally an Android user actually, and couple of years ago, I rotated to Apple and got my first iPhone. And then I started to get the AirPods and the iPad, the MacBook Pro. Um, and Apple fanboy now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you get the Apple Pay set up. So you're, you're in this ecosystem, right? And you just keep adding to it. Well, I go to buy my phone and the, I believe it's called the Note 23 Ultra was like way better from a technical level. Like it had a camera that was just mind blowing and a much stronger processor, much more RAM. Like it was a far better 
technical product than the than the new iPhone than the the 14 Pro Max. But I didn't care about the technology. I cared about the fact that I was comfortable with Apple, the iPhone, the Apple ecosystem. And so I chose the Apple instead of the Note 23 Ultra, even though the tech was far better on the Note 23 Ultra. And that was something that when I was thinking about this and what I was doing as a consumer, it was a bit unsettling to me because the, one of the main things about people in the near ecosystem is they talk about how great the tech is. And, and I cannot stress enough, near protocol most likely has the best technical infrastructure out of all layer one blockchains. But that can't be the only thing that we count on for adoption. And maybe my example with me choosing to buy an iPhone can highlight that to some degree, because that, that spoke to me. But why did we decide to build on Near? We decided to build first because of the tech, because the tech truly is a step above other blockchain ecosystems. And I think that's really going to start to show its strength as more adoption comes. Because at some point, there's going to be times when blockchains reach their limits. And we've already seen that to some degree for um, Solana in, in some cases. And of course, all of this stuff is growing. All of this tech is, is still improving. So not holding anything against any other ecosystem. But we came for the tech. We stayed for the community. And the near community is small. That's true. But they're also incredible people and very, very hardworking people and people that care about one another to a degree that I had not seen in any other ecosystem before. I was involved. I was a, a day zero Solana ecosystem participant. Same with the, the Polygon ecosystem. Same with the, the Terra Luna ecosystem, which, you know, that turned out how it turned out. But and, and also Ethereum as well, not not day zero by any means, but um, was able to get into NFTs and Ethereum relatively early too. So I, I got to see communities thrive and evolve. And I saw all the tribalism that was attached to those different ecosystems. Um, and when we saw near protocol, it just, that tribalism aspect just didn't exist. And instead of these different projects competing with each other for the mind space of users, it was more collaborative. People wanted to work together. How can we amplify what's going on here by working together? And we felt that was such a conducive way of building. And and that that's what that's what got us hooked beyond the technology. And we are I I think we made an incredible decision by by continuing to build and and seeing your ecosystem as a blank canvas that we get to help paint is is truly incredible to to actually have the chance to play a big impact on the success of the ecosystem that that's huge right so i mean you guys are building the the foundation here the building blocks for the success of near cuz cuz you mentioned this and and i know a little bit about near protocol uh, i had looked into it a little you know I think it was a few years back, um, solving the trilemma and so on and so forth, which are all 
uh, very <laughs> important things to, to, to have for a blockchain, but you need the dApps, you need the use cases, uh, you need people. And, and this is what you guys are bringing in. So kudos to you for, for sticking around and continuing to build. Absolutely. And, and that is, that's the big battle. It is bringing and onboarding new users, um, whether they're crypto natives or they're new to crypto. It's, it's a really tough task. And it's something that requires buy-in from everyone. And, and my biggest fear is that our community sometimes, and I don't mean the Jump DeFi community, I mean the near ecosystem, they maybe they get a little bit down about how hard it's been to onboard users and they they shift back to, well, we have the best tech. And Well, and there's just, a lot of competitions for tech. I mean, like near is great, but but you know, Aptos, Sui, they all you know, I know they're VC chains, but but anyways, uh there's Cadena, there's you know, the ZK EVMs coming up, the L2s, uh the Juno, the Cosmos SDKs. There's so many of these chains and scaling solutions. Uh, Hedera. So, so an L1 yeah. maybe is better than another L1 in, in pure technical terms. But, but one, there's no use case for, for that speed most of the time. And we only, <laughs> we only kind of find out about it a little later when there's more adoption. Uh, and, and two, really, you know, it's almost like uh, who, who can grab the most attention first and build afterwards. This is what happened with Ethereum right now. They can't scale, but they're building out scaling solutions. So um, I, yeah, I can understand and, why they can be a little discouraged. Yeah, um, and and you know, like a lot of, I think a lot of what you just mentioned, some of it does have some pretty big um, technical issues, like like Hedera. Um, I think they were they recently had a, a really big breakdown. My, my funds were stuck there too, by the way. Just. <laughs> I think I got wrecked everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you're you're the you're you're the wrecked gang. That's that's the part for the course, right? <laughs> yeah. As soon as I bridged my funds to Hedera, as soon as I did, like I think one week later, uh, the bridge. Uh, what is it called? Anyways, uh, the the hash. Anyways, the bridge got hacked, and then the funds were stuck. Eventually, they fixed it. It's all good, but. Um, Totally right. Like as soon as, but but again, it has to be battle tested, right? Like people on Hedera were saying the tech is amazing, uh, it's super scalable, super fast. But once people come in, and the you know once there's a financial incentive to kind of hack that bridge or or play with that code, that's when we really know if it, if it was uh, truly safe. Anyways, go yeah. on. Sorry. Yeah. No. And and you bring up a really good point. The the battle testing aspect we we don't you don't know until you know so there there's a, a bunch you know that that's really important to keep in mind um but but for jump DeFi, we have been able to make a positive impact on onboarding new users to to near and an example of that is with our beta that actually resulted in over 15k new near wallet signups so we are making an impact and um, most of those users are are people from very diverse places in the world, many of which um, are in in areas of the world where they can't trust their own government or banks to to store their assets. So, so the United States. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Um, no, I, I wasn't referring to the United States, but maybe maybe we will be be the next to um, to feel 
Um, but but obviously there's places out there that are in a, in a much worse state than the U.S. Um, and that's unfortunate. But but it's a privilege to be able to possibly help someone that's in that situation and, and be able to provide infrastructure that they can trust to handle their finances and and take control of their finances using the applications that we're providing for the ecosystem. Yeah, so I'm wondering, um, so this is one way to to onboard people. Uh, I was in Terra, I, I guess you were too. Obviously, Rec Gang was on Terra. That's where we minted. Um, they have the killer app, right, called Anchor Protocol. I know in retrospect, it was uh, not a good idea, but it was so simple to use. And the value proposition was very clear, 20% on quote-unquote stablecoin. But I'm wondering, are are you guys planning to offer something like that? Like, I feel that would be very useful for somebody that needs to remain unbanked or bankless um, and still earning some sort of yield on a currency that is relatively stable compared to maybe their country's currency. Yeah, so there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I think, um, well, yes, there's there's yield opportunities on Jump DeFi. So we are interested in real yield generation, and real yield means fees that are created through the revenue generated by the platform. And so users can simply stake their Jump token in the X Jump pool and access the revenue is generated by seven different rails. So that's sort of the main staking mechanism that we offer for the fungible token side. Of course, there's also NFT staking where users can earn jump token for a variety of whitelisted collections. They can also yield farm, which are a bit more steps involved, but you can just have jump, you can buy jump, you can earn jump, can get jump from an airdrop, whatever you do, and then stake that jump in the X jump pool and access the revenues that are generated by the protocol. And so that's a much more sustainable mechanism than Anchor, which was sort of a house of cards, right? And so we and we. Oh, let, let, let's not go too deep into Anchor. It's just the, I feel the knife in my yeah, back, and, and I, I was in my heart. <laughs> I, I used it too. Like I, I was a, I, I, I love Terra Luna was one of my best investments um and and i was fortunate enough to get out when things started to to get pretty hot um and and i also lost some money trying to trade on on the way down i'm not gonna lie about that but i i was someone that was very aware of the death spiral potential because i've seen it before in other um algo stables and also just were you in iron finance as well with oh, me oh yeah oh yeah oh, did you get the poap for that uh did you get they gave the airdrop uh an nft to everybody that got wrecked anyways sidebar let's talk on that well, my question was around the yield opportunities on jump DeFi and kind of maybe something simpler than staking in a pool almost uh, something that's I know like staking on a pool for us DGEN is, is very easy, but but something like for, for the consumer that's not crypto native. So, I, I mean, if you think about Anchor in comparison, you're staking, you stake an asset and then you get a, in, in a token in return. And that's the same exact mechanism as the XJump pool. So you'll have your jump token and then you stake your jump and you receive XJump 
in return as soon as you stake, but it's all single-sided staking. And then when you're when you're done staking, you just deposit those X jump tokens and you'll receive more jump tokens than what you deposited. And that's because the 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 revenues generated by the jump DeFi applications are constantly going to buy jump and deposit it into the X jump pool. So you're able to access all of all of these um, different revenue sources by simply just staking your tokens. Now, looking at things from let's say like a stablecoin side, we are we're very interested in a lot of different applications, and and we're certainly willing to um, play around and and have have fun. But for like a stablecoin, for instance, you got to think about the value exchange involved with the the platform itself. We are in, we're not in a place to launch our own stablecoin. So if we were to just offer single-sided stablecoin staking, there wouldn't be a lot of value exchange for the platform there. It would just sort of be Jump DeFi providing um, a lot of emissions for people to stake a stablecoin. Um, and, and so that's why we're so interested in the real yield opportunities and, and using revenues generated by the platform to provide those back to the users. And I think that's that's the way that DeFi as a whole is going. Of course, the incentives with the, the native token using those as incentives is still really important and, and we do that, but we want to maximize the real yield that we can generate and we want to provide that back to our community. Yeah, I, I love that approach for, for DeFi uh, protocols nowadays is, is using real yield. Uh, you're probably familiar with, with Kujira. We actually have a validator on Kujira, so if you do have some, stake with us. Anyways, small shield. Uh, but but uh, kind of to get back to that, what kind of APR are we looking at when we're using real yield? Because on, on Kujira, the validators are not making any money. Uh, the, the guy who's running the validator is actually here. So uh, <laughs> it just real yield is a great concept, but it seems so far... From what I've seen, again, you can correct me, that uh, there, there just isn't that much yield or real yield to, to, to be generated. I guess there are some platforms like GMX and uh, all the big DYDXs, all those big exchanges. I think they generate enough fees to, to share with their holders, but, but most of the time it, it's tricky. You need a lot of volume, right? Yeah, that's, that's an excellent point. And what, what we're doing is... Um, sort of supplementing with our token as well. So we are providing jump token incentives to really supercharge the yields on the platform in addition to the real yield foundation. Um, and so, yes, you need a lot of volume to to generate a lot of yield. But also, I think with the real yield narrative, what needs to also evolve is the DeFi participants' um, understanding of what acceptable yields are. And so we in the bull market were spoiled with 1,000% APR, and that almost became the norm in some circumstances. But it's just simply not sustainable and something that can be achieved using decentralized finance in a way that is sustainable, that in some ways mirrors the traditional rails that have shown to be um, it's sustainable throughout, you know, a, a long-term duration. So we are wanting to be sustainable. We also understand that in the meantime, we can provide strong incentives with Jump Token to really help 
incentivize people to come to the platform and generate the volumes needed to build out a a strong real yield centric platform and 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 who knows you know there there's that's that's not an easy task to achieve but we have seven seven different revenue streams for the platform right now that will continue to scale as well yeah nice that's an excellent point people need to to educate themselves if you see a thousand percent apr that is a shit coin like you know a hundred percent so so just can you give me a number or for, for the apr on jump um just for the staking i might stake some you know yeah so so right now um in the x jump pool the apr is 63.76 percent uh, that's APR. very good that's like excellent. Yeah. but yeah. but the reason for that is because we are hosting the ido from the from the x jump pool so we have we're 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 supplementing with um jump token emissions to to incentivize users to stake their jump and, and participate in that um in in that component of the platform okay cool that 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 all makes sense um and i think that's an original way of, of doing an ido as well kind of reminds yeah, me I am, of I am, oh, sorry initial farm offering yeah <laughs> ifo right right that <laughs> makes sense uh cool so I think we kind of chatted a little bit about why near, and and then I think my, my question got lost there. Uh, as a project, you know, that's not in the near ecosystem, we have a lot of near friends, uh, the Secret Skellies, and, and you guys. Um, who else? Oh boy, we have Ravi, who's like a huge fan of of Boo Monsters, and uh, a lot of great projects on near that are in the multi chain, <laughs> but we're not on near. And wondering what are the opportunities for a non-near project to interact with Jump DeFi, uh, and maybe maybe eventually kind of get onboarded into the near ecosystem, and and maybe I don't know, a few years later launch an NFT collection. I'm not saying anything, but what can we do right now? Yeah, I would say um, what we are most excited about short term as far as multi-chain interaction and this goes for project teams that are on evms as well is near announced the blockchain operating system recently the the boss and we are actually working very closely with the DeFi arm of the near foundation to help build this out but it's effectively a decentralized front end that is composable between near and also chains like ethereum and then the other evm chains so polygon arbitrum optimism etc and so that's how we are making our first push into this multi-chain expansion is through the composability that exists with the boss and so i think if I was a non-near native project that wanted to get near exposure, that would be where I would look at first because there's a lot of support right now to help build out this decentralized front end. And you can take where you're coming from and you are you have roots in, in a lot of the different EVMs, Ethereum, Polygon, and, and I know a lot more, and even Cosmos, I believe, as well. So what you could say is, hey, we have this incredible community um we have an idea for an application that's 
based on Polygon Matic smart contracts. And we could build that out and then our decentralized front end would be able to be accessed um, in a fully decentralized manner. So that's really good from a regulatory standpoint. But besides that, new, near users can go access it with it was it would be with their MetaMask wallet, but you can sort of start to build things out on both sides over time. And I think that's going to be potentially one of the really strong um, catalysts for people and, and project teams and startups from from the Ethereum and, and EVMs to start really interacting with the near ecosystem. That's really cool. I, I did not know about this. And will the opposite be true as well? Could, could uh, I guess, the MetaMask wallet interact with a dApp that's been built on near somehow? Is is that an option too? Or so so not this well, I believe MetaMask support for near protocol is coming. I think it I think it was supposed to come already and it hasn't yet. So I'm not exactly sure where the things stand. But let's just say MetaMask has no um in its current state it, it is not connect with with near um what you would need to do is have smart contracts on both sides so you have this front end and then you would need to have a, the ethereum smart contract and the near smart contract in order for users on on both ends to to access it um so you do need still the smart contracts to to interact with the blockchain and and then in in that same regard, you would also need a wallet that connects to the respective blockchain. So there are still some limitations involved, but it's, it's yeah. Pretty, the pretty use case I was thinking, like you know, just to put a put an example on it, is could I stake my Wrecked Wolf NFTs on Ethereum on Jump DeFi, right, or using your staking platform, and then maybe earn some Jump tokens? My NFTs are on ETH, but the yield and the tokens are all on near. Uh, yeah. So is that an option? That's ex that's like a, 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 what we're building effectively. Exactly. Uh, let me know when. Uh, I'd be interested to learn more because <laughs> I would use that. That sounds like a fun thing to do. Um, yeah. And, and our, our initial focus is more on the training side. So connecting um, the, the blockchain operating system with all of the EVMs and enabling um, swapping to to happen from the boss. That's sort of our our core focus, and um, hopefully we're able to capture sort of that the trading the the first mover in, in the trading side of things because that's a that's a, a big market, right? A, a much bigger market, and then from there expanding into the NFT staking and, and multi chain NFT staking is, is certainly that sort of number two priority. Okay, very cool. And and then, you know, speaking of priorities, I think you mentioned you have a, a sister project. I, I know you kind of talked about how it's more community driven. Neko, I think is the name and or, or Neka, sorry. Uh, but wondering if you could expand on, on what that is. Yeah, so we it's it's Neko like a Neko cat, but the the token is pronounced Nico, and that is a sort of a naming convention for near ecosystem. So Nico, which we're pretty, pretty excited about. Of course, we've been, a lot of people have made fun of us because they just think we're white guys mispronouncing Neko. Um, so, you know, is what it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Neko is, was actually the second phase of our near journey. And so 
it was something that came into fruition actually before the Jump DeFi development. And the idea behind Neko is we understand what a blockchain ecosystem needs in order to have any chance at thriving. And so if you look at Solana and the impact that Samo had to rally the community together under a shared mission and and we wanted to provide a similar dynamic through Neko for the near community. And beyond that, we we thought of how can we amplify the reach of the near ecosystem the most and, and also just education on Web3 as a whole. And so we saw content creation as the main avenue of doing that. And so early last year, we began building out the the near the Nico uh, content creation channels and prior to me as a developer one of sort of the first like value add things i was doing for web3 was making um crypto content on tiktok so i had um built up a a, a rather small but decent following and i was buddies with a lot of the creators the crypto tiktok creators and so when we announced the nico content creation we were able to pretty off pretty much off the bat onboard professional crypto content creators into the near ecosystem to make Nico to make content under the Nico uh, brand. And they were rewarded in Nico token for doing that. Viewers are also re um, rewarded in Nico token for engaging with the content. And that's all built into the tokenomics. But we've been able to put out over at this time, I believe, like well over 450 videos, almost, you know, multiple videos per week, every single week, even through the entire bear market that highlight Web3, that highlight the near ecosystem, whether that's news, projects, and then, of course, whatever we're doing as well, we're able to really um, market that in an, in an organic manner that's more under an educational lens. And so... Yeah, I love it. You, you know how crypto, I agree, does, does not, there, there's no like formal program or incentives for content creators. And what happens then is they end up being shillers to use their <laughs> their listeners as, as exit liquidity because uh, that's how they make money, which is unhealthy. So having like a formal program for content creators I think is is genius. Um, I know in the cosmos they tried to push for that, and there's always so much drama around it. You guys built it out, so so uh, really, congrats. I, I have like almost a request here because uh, have my buddy Finn from Terra Spaces who records every Twitter space that we're on <laughs> and and many more. Then he cleans up the audio and archives it. So it's really like content creation. I'm wondering, like, could he apply for a grant? Is is, is that like a an example of somebody that could, you know, uh, get some Nico tokens? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're a content creator and you're providing value for like the near ecosystem, mainly, if if you're able to do that, we want to support you. And yes, you would be able to earn an, an eco token allocation um, for, for doing that for sure. And an example of the 
the NICO grants on a bit of a larger scale, there's a project called LazyFi Learning that has built in within video game play actual educational quizzes. And we're really excited and want to support them. And so we're allocating Nico token to them on a monthly basis to reward their users with. So we actually do have a, a grants program through Nico to reward project teams. But then on more of the individual basis, it's more of, of just a direct Nico token allocation, like a, a, a reward is what we call it. And um, yeah, there's compensation. And, and of course, Nico's live, it's tradable. Nice. And and I guess last question is, is how is this managed? Because you probably have lots of requests from different people, uh, some that are more interesting than others. Is there like a, a place where we can learn more about this and, and how to apply and who's handling all these requests? Yeah. yeah. So surprisingly enough, like we don't get a ton of, of just like random people coming to, to ask um, to be creators. It's um, more on the the viewer side that that we have a lot to manage as far as people um, earning their their Nico token rewards and that's been a big process to to figure out good ways to implement that. But we've built out a pretty strong content creator um, group and that is led by Seuss, who is in the audience with a classy kangaroo PFP that looks very similar to Escobar's, <laughs> um, almost like twins, but. Seuss is our content creation lead, and he does an incredible job um, with essentially all facets of the Nico content creation. So he is working directly with all of the creators to ensure consistent delivery of, of videos. He's also the person who's responsible for helping to push out the content once it's created. So he'll he'll help post tweets, he'll post the Discord announcements. Um, we began using crew three recently for some of the engagement based tasks that's really helped us um, from a structural perspective but if if there are for the nico rewards i manage the distribution of that from our multi-sig we have a five percent allocation of the nico supply built into our tokenomics to reward creators and to reward people in our learn to earn initiative as well and so from those from that five percent token allocation it's distributed over i believe a three-year period and so that linear vesting is constantly going and so we have a certain amount of tokens available to distribute at any one time and that's always constantly being vested out and and then we're able to distribute those mostly to the content creators but also to um in a large part to the to the viewers the audience and then yeah, the people that come up that want to do tasks were able to provide there as well. Nice, very cool. Uh, I, I I will be looking into that <laughs> uh, because uh, we actually have built out an onboarding platform for NFT communities, and, and I didn't know if we should be reaching out to, to something like uh, you know the, the Near Foundation to for a grant, but I feel it's pretty small scale what we want to be doing. Uh, so I guess we'll continue chatting about this. Maybe it might work through the Nico platform or the Neko platform. <laughs> yeah, and 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 what I can say about like the grant process, um, things have changed somewhat recently. It was in January actually where the Near Foundation has sort of stepped back, um, and there's been a really big push towards community-led governance and 
that's a whole another Twitter Spaces topic. It's pretty crazy what's being. Oh, you got the the, the cousins from the cosmos here. You, you, I I don't think uh, I, I know what you're talking about. We have the same thing in the cosmos. Um, it's a lot of drama. It's you know, it's really fun to listen to, but you don't want to be the recipient of. Uh, <laughs> drama yeah um but but what is available right now is um support through the grassroots DAOs that exist and so for i think kind of what you you were referring to there's the near marketing DAO, and you can submit proposals on the governance on the governance forum and state what exactly you want to do how it adds value and you have a good great shot at receiving um, some level of, of funding support um, for, for those activities. So there's certainly um, avenues to, to make that happen. And I think having a strong defined project team that has roots and, and a community roots in, in lots of places, I think could, could definitely be very well received by the near ecosystem. There are some people that in the governance side that certainly want to recognize who they're distributing grants to so there's there's kind of a balance of making sure that your you, people know who you are and that you're you have good um intentions and then once that is affirmed you're 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 going to get great support nice very cool i love uh, i think you mentioned this in the beginning how uh the near community there's a lot of cooperation and, and camaraderie and uh, not a lot of uh, you know <laughs> competition people are working together which is uh amazing to hear and uh, um, this this grant program is kind of a, a showcase of that right like how you're willing to pay uh, content creators for their time to uh you know promote the ecosystem i think is is very important but shows also a lot of uh, solidarity um Okay, uh, I think we've been at an hour and, and five minutes, and I do want, you know, this is an AMA, I've been asking most of the questions, but I do want the audience uh, to feel free that, to jump in and, and ask some questions. Um, so I'll, I'll let them kind of, you know, usually takes like a minute or two before they <laughs> come up here. Uh, meanwhile, wondering, you know, what's the next exciting thing you'd like to share with the audience? Like, uh, what should they be doing or what should they be looking out for at Jump DeFi? Yeah, so we're in a, a, I would say, very exciting point right now because, like I mentioned earlier, we're about to release the trading side of the platform, the the initial stage of that. Um, so that is a, a huge step forward for us um, and really puts the puts the growth of Jump DeFi in a kind of a critical critical mass state. And so the deliverables that follow that are the token generation event, which people can already earn drum tokens. So the TG has already kind of started. But what I mean by that is actual liquidity pools so that the token becomes tradable. We'll have the IDO at some point along that timeline. But once the jump dex is built, then we're able to start trading jump token. And so right now, our community has a lot of opportunity to earn what are called the air jumper airdrop, which is a three pronged um, or, or sort of three tiered 
airdrop process that you can earn your your spots by just hanging out engaging with the community um participating in in like giveaways and and just engaging with tweets and things like that and so there's there's the airdrop component that's available to people right now which is exciting it's a good opportunity to get your your jump token allocation um by simply just being a community member and yeah get it people get it you saw arbitrum like depending on what you did the upwards of 10 grand uh i'm sure it's going to be the same for jump uh, <laughs> yeah, not financial advice. And not financial advice, but, but, uh, but hey, you know, you're offering this for free. Don't complain. Uh, it's, it's like, you know, just be a community member. I think you guys are building out a really awesome product. So um, get involved and uh, get paid for it. So, you know, it just makes so much sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's, um, you know, it's not, it's not a very hard uh, challenge to to lock in their job it's just being a community member and engaging with with everyone that's that's in our community so it's it's a and i think um escobar is going to definitely allocate spots for the rec gang as well i'm pretty sure we've oh yeah um, oh yeah he did a lot in, yeah. but, but i'm just saying like continue because i think uh th there's different levels to it right so so i think we uh we have the jumper level and then there's a few levels above that which gets you more airdrops. So if you continue to engage and interact um, on the Jump DeFi Discord, and there's many quests in there, right? There's not only kind of the, uh, there's a lot of things you can do to boost your airdrop and, you know, um, learn about the near ecosystem at the same time. Because I think this is a great way to onboard people. They'll have to create a near wallet if they want to get the airdrop um and and they'll have to interact with jump DeFi and all these platforms so there's like uh <laughs> multiple benefits of this program yeah absolutely and then from there it's um just what are we able to achieve with the DeFi development of the blockchain operating system and so really starting to make a push towards the jump DeFi multi-chain expansion we'll have some big announcements around that soon um things that i haven't been able to talk about publicly yet and um sort of the the ultimate direction that we're going um is going to be a DeFi platform that is truly composable between near protocol and the evms and so by a simple flip of your wallet selector you're able to access the deepest liquidity in the jump in the in the near ecosystem in the ethereum ecosystem in the arbitrum ecosystem and we're also going to build leveraged yield farm um, protocols on top of that. And so we can really magnify the yields that, that people can take advantage of um, if they want to add a little bit of risk. So um, just to be able to sort of be that um, tie between near and the strong EVM ecosystems is really exciting opportunity. And I think we're going to be able to build some cool stuff to make that happen. Yes, sounds very cool. I mean, that this whole multi-chain narrative, I like that you guys are embracing it. I do think, you know, there, there's, it's the future. <laughs> it's the best way of, of leading the project. So makes a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, before we, we close this out, I know you're a trader and you kind of mentioned this from the beginning. So uh, you don't have to answer the question. And this is totally not financial advice, okay? Uh, but but 
<laughs> I'm wondering where do you think the market is going? What are you looking at? The the long, the short, uh, maybe just like a little a little snippet of of uh, your your kind of share share your wisdom with us on uh, how we can make yeah. a little bit of money here. Yeah, yeah. So I've you know um, have have lost enough times to understand a bit how to win. I guess is a good way to put it. Um, you know, you go through your your paces, you hit, you take your licks, and you're gaining your tuition in the trading world, is what I like to call it. And so I've definitely um, paid paid a fair amount of tuition along the way. But if you actually go to the Jump DeFi server into our trading channel, you can see a history of very very profitable execution for months and months now, even deep into the bear market. We were um making great trades and so that's something that i think is really cool for our community to be able to take advantage of as well is that just the trading um knowledge in some of those calls but as far as i see things um obviously macroeconomics is sort of what drives everything else and i think we're getting close now to the point in which the fed goes from their hike into no longer hiking and in my opinion, in May, where when the next Fed meeting um, arises, is when they will actually stop hiking rates, and so there will not be a 0.25% basis point increase or 25 basis point rate, rate hike. At that time, I think the market can really start to open up, and there's, in my opinion, the rest of the year is going to be quite bullish for us. Now, in crypto specifically, we need to look at how the regulation news comes in. There's a lot of potential FUD that can happen from that. Coinbase has recently gotten hit with a Wells notice from the SEC. So I would say the macro is going to drive a bullish environment for the rest of the year, which we've already been for most of 2023 in a, in a very bullish trajectory. And I anticipate that continuing and to actually start to really um, scale up as the rate hikes stop. And I'm, I'm calling it in May. It could, be a, it could be a month after that, but I'm calling May. And if, if that is the case, then we should see Bitcoin really take a lot of, a lot of gain. Um, and at first, Ethereum will follow. The rest of the alts can also, of course, will follow along in, in that trajectory. But I am concerned about the FUD that can arise from like the SEC and that might hamper some of the um, altcoins and L1s in comparison to like Bitcoin and Ethereum performance. I, I like you, man. I like that you came here and you actually said something that, that we could use. Uh, and I like that the narrative is bullish as well. It works uh, for my bag. So this is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Just buy, buy spot and, and chill and you should be good. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm big into like the ecosystem coins as well. So going into really thriving ecosystems and finding low cap gems, that's how I'm able to make like the majority of my bags. And so like Arbitrum has been my main focus for that, but we'll see what happens. Are you buying Arbitrum? I know you sold your airdrop, but, but you could be like buying it spot. Cause, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. The market cap seems not, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a tad low for what it offers, but 
don't know how much upside it all has. Um, yeah, in my opinion, Arbitrum is a top 10 coin. So it still has um, plenty of room to grow. And I think it will have a nice run once the the airdrop sellers are sort of scaled out. And my plan, effectively, when I sold my bags, it wasn't because I didn't want to have exposure to Arbitrum. It was because I needed to for my tax obligation. Um, I also did think there was some downside to come. Um, and I was, I was right about that, thankfully. But I ended up scaling back into a position around the 130, 140 range. And I will continue to, to add to that. But I was able to give myself like the same level of exposure to what I sold by entering a perps position for Arbitrum on, on Bybit with low leverage. Um, so I still have a, a ton of ARB exposure and um, will continue to, to grow that out. You're using Bybit? I thought we were talking about all these decentralized perps. And... <laughs> no, no, no worry about it. Yeah, they, and they have their limitations, right? Like there's not as, as much of a robust token selection and, and there's, there's give and take. But, but as, as soon as I'm done with a trade, like I am getting those coins off of the exchange and, and back into my wallet. But there, there are certainly, um, if you're a trader that has any level of size, like you do need to be weary of where you trade and especially with like low caps obviously gmx you can trade in massive size in a decentralized banner but there's also tons of fees as well so there's trade-offs man and and i'm not one to say that centralized exchanges are bad they're they're necessary and if we have transparency and can see that they're not pulling shenanigans they have a rightful and solid spot in the growth of crypto uh, Xuli came up. He's probably going to show you his his uh, perp stacks. Uh, Xuli, is that why you came up? Uh, you actually invited me up. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I can show. Yeah, that's that's what you were going to do. Hell yeah, man! I want to. Let's hear about it. Yeah, I just want to invite you to try out Hyper Liquid because uh, it's a pretty awesome exchange. Those are good, lakes getting liquidated there for some reason. Just, uh... I get liquidated all the time. They had Arbitrum yesterday. It was fun. Uh, it's a order book style, you know, perps uh, thing where you lose money. But they also have a... <laughs> my favorite part is not the is not the fact that I lose money, but they have a liquidator pool where it captures the liquidations and and that's where i make my money back um basically that's where i deposit it and and i guess i'm the one getting liquidated and then i make it back but anyway full, full circle man <laughs> i'm hedging my bets <laughs> exactly yeah uh, so with jump DeFi, like like we said we're building out a perpetuals and spot trading platform but we're leveraging orderly networks backbone infrastructure and that also includes their their risk engine that they've built so julian I've, i'd love to hear from you the risk engine side of things and how you're able to to, to balance those liquidations is, is that math and, and all of that that coding sort of um exist already and you guys are able to build off that is that all proprietary and and how much just mathematical depth is it goes into the the liquidation and, and risk engine for your platform it's super interesting to me yeah, lots of big questions. I am not the technical guy. I've just been helping them with making fun pictures and memes. Um, the like the most of the liquidation engine and all that stuff is done by the team at the moment. 
they are planning to like decentralize it down the road. Um, everything like the team is very, very experienced market making. So they like have a lot of experience with both liquidations and market making and everything. Um, so that's kind of the approach there at the moment. Yeah, it's all proprietary again at the moment, just as it gets built out. You know what you should do, Xuli? You should set up a spaces with Jump DeFi, Hyperliquid. I know you had Kujira last time. Who else did you have? Like all those uh, DEXs, right? It was like a DEX round table. Uh, would love would, would love for Brando to be there too. I think it'd be, uh, I don't know, I'm inviting you and I'm setting it up, but I'm not the one organizing it. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're always down. We, we love to... Um, talk DeFi and and just hang out and meet new people so yeah I'll, anytime and and like i said we're you know working towards a pretty um extensive uh, migration not migration that's that's not the right word expansion into the evms and so to build partnerships with great projects is is ultimately the first step because if you don't have community support from the respective ecosystems, you don't have anything. And so that's something that we're going to be focusing on. And to be able to start that with great projects like you guys is, is certainly the, the best first step forward. Yes, set it up, Julie. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, I, I yeah, got, sure. Damn me. I've got a, a call here in five minutes, so I'm going to get ready. No to worries. Thanks. Our AMAs usually last for like three hours. So you're lucky. Uh, yeah. An hour and a half. <laughs> no, no, I'm just messing with you. They, they do last three hours, but usually not when we get guests. When we get guests, it's uh, an hour tops. So I think that there was a lot to unpack and it was really fun. Thank you so much uh, to the listeners. Thank you for uh, involving us in Jump Epi as well. Thank you, Escobar, for setting it up. Uh, I'm looking forward to learning more and, and good luck to y'all on building out all the phases. Uh, looks very exciting and promising. So thanks again, everybody. Yeah, thank you, Rec Community. It's been a pleasure, and I'm excited to see what we can continue to do together down the road. So cheers, everyone, and have a great rest of your Friday. Thanks. Happy weekend. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Wrecked FM, a Wrecked Gang AMA with Jump DeFi over on the Near Ecosystem. Recorded on Friday, March 24th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Rolling down the street in my 6 foe. I never had a 6 foe. A kid can wish though. I snapped a wishbone and grabbed a fistful. Chilling with the dopey, this a weed is all I wish for. I'm feeling blissful. I got a missus. My ginger always down to ride no matter what the mission. I'm singing this song. Got a couple albums out. We do alright, but it ain't really shit to write home about. Like to feed the fishbowl. Keep my stories mystical. I like my beats. Boom, bap and rap to be lyrical. I'm feeling cynical. Craving a little ritual. Save my place in line while I try to find a miracle. I keep looking and looking and looking, but never find nothing. We've been lied to, thinking this surprise under super secret lies. Motherfucker sneak inside, going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die.
bitches trying to stay offensive Trespassing here like this land looks expensive Ain't no time like the present Trying to stake a claim Just make sure your claim stays away from all these other claims We're almost kind of running out of land here Living in the day of the dead and it's damn weird Same teams y'all, we just trying to get a bite to eat A little rest saved up, waiting for my time to sleep Head down, middle fingers up, yo I'm wide awake Never hesitate to stay about a hundred miles away Seven time and space while the wrecking ball the place I expect you all to play, running marathons today when the sick get sicker and the rich get richer It might be about time to rearrange our dinner Fix the system, the shit, it's all nixed Waking up early, gonna suck today's Going dark now, believe me when I say the shit is do or die Going dark now, believe me when I say the shit is do or die Gonna take care of Angela, man. He's he's great. He's a wonderful lab partner, so it's gonna be cool. We'll keep an eye on her. Why don't you go fuck yourself, you weird little prick? I'm a teacher, okay? You can't talk to me like that guy. I'm not a student, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Channel spaces. <laughs>